2: This morning, mass protests, the truck drivers threatening Australia's major freight routes, what will happen to our food supply? Melbourne's freedom hope, the Victorian government hints at the first restriction rollbacks. Disaster zone, Hurricane Ida leaves one million homes in darkness, a mass cleanup effort underway. And deadline day, final US troops prepare to leave Afghanistan.
3: This is 7 News. Jodie Spears.
2: Good morning. Australia's major freight routes are under threat this morning and our food supply in jeopardy as frustrated truck drivers prepare to stage mass protests. Groups are fighting against lockdowns, forced vaccination and mask wearing. Maps have been circulating online targeting specific highways with a focus on the food bowl in southern New South Wales. It's where most of Australia's supermarket supply comes from. The New South Wales Premier has warned the worst is yet to come on COVID. Gladys Berejiklian says cases could peak in October despite flagging restrictions could be eased sooner. The hotspot council areas of Bayside, Burwood and Georges River could be removed from the list this week while hospitals are at breaking point. Our hospital system is under
4: pressure. Will we need to do things differently? Of course we will. But will we cope? Of course we will.
2: Sydney Children's Hospital is on high alert this morning after a cafe worker tested positive to the virus. Discussions have begun to ease restrictions in Melbourne despite more unlinked COVID cases. The 9 o'clock curfew is likely to be scrapped while schools and playgrounds could reopen. Authorities are also considering isolating specific council areas of concern. It comes as all 450,000 doses of the Pfizer vaccine have been booked up in state-run hubs. There's growing anger and frustration in Queensland after Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk allowed an NRL chartered flight to arrive in Brisbane while residents can't return home. Australian and Indian cricket players were also given an exemption. We are looking at a whole range of options to make it easier for families and Queenslanders to come back home safely. An announcement is expected today about whether boarding school students currently stranded interstate can return and go into home isolation. A new landmark survey has revealed Australians are changing their attitudes to lockdowns and the pandemic. Let's go live now to political reporter Taylor Aiken in Canberra. Good morning, Taylor. What does this new data tell us? Good morning, Jodie. It shows that Australians are more
4: concerned about losing their job and safeguarding their mental health than they are about a large-scale COVID-19 outbreak. The YouGov survey published by News Corp shows that two in three Australians supported the idea that vaccinations are the pathway back to normal life, with just over 20% believing that lockdowns must continue until COVID is eliminated. Concerns, too, over financial future, with almost 40% percent of people living in New South Wales and Victoria saying they were off worse off financially, while the growing mental health crisis saw 44 percent of people say they were struggling emotionally during the last three months. It also revealed a growing frustration with lockdowns, with 50 percent of people backing the government's plan to end lockdowns once 80 percent of the population is fully vaccinated. The results increasing pressure on premiers to stick to the national reopening plan and strike a better balance between public health and managing COVID outcomes as we move to more of the
2: population being vaccinated. Jody. Okay, Taylor Aiken, thank you. Virgin Australia will join Qantas in making vaccinations mandatory for staff. The airline wants to have all frontline workers immunised by November.
4: Like other airlines around the world, we've concluded that the only way to keep our people safe every day is to ensure that every single one of them
3: is protected with vaccination.
2: Virgin is also planning its own Vax and Win competition. Hurricane Ida has swept through the southern United States, battering Louisiana and Mississippi. The monster storm has claimed the life of at least one person, exactly 16 years to the day since Hurricane Katrina hit.
3: Louisiana locals were warned to prepare for devastation. Oh my God! Yo, yo. In Hurricane Ida's 200 kilometre an hour winds, swiftly left their mark. The roof torn from this hospital while homes and businesses were ripped apart.
1: It continues to rage and ravage uh, everything it comes in contact with. The storm is a life-threatening storm.
3: For some locals, the warnings were not heeded. Flood waters swept in, submerging roads in just minutes. The monstrous storm sparked fears of a Hurricane Katrina repeat, which claimed 1,800 lives in 2005. While buildings were battered by powerful winds in New Orleans, the city's newly reinforced flood barriers largely held. One death was reported northwest in Baton Rouge and a million homes were plunged into darkness. This is the time to continue to remain in your safe places, not a time to venture out throughout our city at all. It's
1: unsafe.
3: Ida has since weakened to a tropical storm. Officials here say while the worst may have passed, the true cost of the destruction left behind will only become clear in coming days. Kaziah Dawn, Seven
2: News. Tragedy has struck our defence force with two soldiers reportedly killed in a road accident in Queensland's north. Emergency crews found the troops with fatal injuries following the rollover west of Townsville.
0: It's uh, very sad news for our country to, to learn and our condolences uh, and thoughts with uh, their friends and their family.
2: It's believed the soldiers were from Brisbane's 7th Brigade and were on a training exercise. An independent review into the ABC's Lunar Park Fire documentary found the broadcaster misled viewers and failed to prove claims that former Premier Neville Rann was corrupt. The review found that allegations of political corruption were not backed up by documentary evidence. Former investigative journalist Chris Masters co-wrote the review. A police officer is right now recovering in hospital after he was hit by a stolen car during a chase in the New South Wales snowy mountains. The pursuit happened at around 8 o'clock last night near Cooma. The constable was airlifted to Canberra in a stable condition with serious head injuries. The lead guitarist for Australian superband In Excess says he still has nightmares after suffering a career-ending injury on a boat 6 years ago. Tim Farris is now suing the charter company for hundreds of thousands of dollars, accusing it of negligence. He
5: was a founding member of one of Australia's most successful
1: bands.
5: In Excess selling over 75 million albums worldwide successful even after the death of lead singer Michael Hutchins with Tim Farris on guitar. How would you now describe your occupation? His lawyer asked him. Forced retirement, he responded. Because of a boating accident on Australia Day 2015, his left ring finger severed by a chain while trying to moor Omega, a boat he'd hired on Sydney's northern beaches. It is useless, his lawyer told the court, and Farris is unsurprisingly depressed. The 64 year old is now suing Church Point Charter and owners John and Jill Axford for negligence, claiming the anchor chain malfunctioned. My hand was covered in rust, blood, and mud, his statement of claim says. I could see one of my fingers had been severed and the others were disfigured, badly lacerated and bleeding. Varis wants money for medical costs and lost earnings. But how could there be a loss of income, lawyers for the company asked, if InXS announced its retirement during its 2012 tour. Three years before the accident. Farris was also accused of downplaying his experience with boats with the company's lawyer saying it was his fault through misadventure and had he been more careful, the incident may never have happened. The hearing will
2: run for the rest of the week. Leonie Ryan, 7 News. An inquiry into who in the Prime Minister's office knew about the alleged rape of former Liberal staffer Brittany Higgins has been suspended for a second time. The investigation is on hold until the criminal trial has ended. Earlier this month, police charged 26-year-old Bruce Lehrman with one count of sexual intercourse without consent. He denies the allegations and is due to face court in September. Airborne transmission of COVID, especially the Delta strain, has prompted new interest in purifiers. Instead of filtering the air, new technology releases charged particles, which can destroy virus molecules.
1: In recent months, Delta has ravaged childcare centres across Sydney, with at least 30 centres impacted. The Montessori Academy in Burwood falls within a COVID hot zone. But this centre is trialling a new weapon in its fight to keep the virus out. In the foyer, as the parents walk into the service, we also have it in the classroom. Active Pure is a US designed air cleaner used in the White House that's now available in Australia.
0: It's not going to eliminate COVID like our vaccines don't eliminate COVID, but it's reducing it dramatically.
1: The NASA-endorsed technology claims to kill 99.9% of bacteria, including those associated with COVID-19. The device releases charged particles, which destroy pathogens in the air and on surfaces. It complements the mask and other um,
0: government guidelines.
1: The air cleaning technology ranges between three dollars and $7,000, depending on the size of the home or commercial space. But epidemiologists say there are free and simple solutions to keep indoor areas safe ventilated. The simplest fix is to open windows but you can make one with a filter and then just a portable fan and you can box it all up with tape. But the cost to keep our most vulnerable safe with an added layer of protection is worth it for some. It makes them feel very comfortable that their children are here and that they're safe and they're healthy. Ashley Hansen,
2: 7 News. Checking finance now. The Dow Jones is slightly down this morning. The Nasdaq is up. In London, the FTSE added and Germany's DAX gained. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed higher. Hong Kong's Hang Seng rose. The All Lords finished higher, as did the ASX 200. On the commodities market, gold is trading at US$1,811 an ounce. Oil is US$69 a barrel. The Aussie dollar buying seventy two point nine five dollars 95 80 Japanese yen and US$1.04 New Zealand. More than 800 potential wildlife nests are being created in forests ravaged by bushfires and land clearing. It's all thanks to a world first program aiming to make artificial nesting hollows which could take over a century to form naturally.
5: The hollows program means we can replicate something that's a lot like a natural hollow uh, years and years and years before it would have formed
1: naturally.
2: It's estimated 15% of Australian animal species use tree hollows for nesting and shelter. Italy's Mount Etna volcano has erupted for the 50th time this year. The volcano on the island of Sicily put on a spectacular display spewing rocks and lava into the air. This latest eruption comes after three weeks of calm. Etna is the largest of Italy's three active volcanoes and is the most active in Europe. Several communities near Lake Tahoe in California are being evacuated as a fierce wildfire approaches the area. A red flag warning for critical conditions has been issued for the popular tourist spot over the next two days. More than a dozen large fires are currently burning across California. Dogs and their owners in Croatia have teamed up to compete in the country's annual underdog race. Some impressive dog paddle was on display, but some who weren't keen on getting their fur wet hitched a ride during the swimming leg. The race was won in the end by a local woman and her two-year-old rescue dog. America is in a race against time with less than 24 hours remaining until U.S. troops must leave Afghanistan. Let's go live now to U.S. correspondent David Woywood. Good morning, David. The scaled-back military presence means the remaining troops are extremely vulnerable.
0: Yes, in fact, the Pentagon has this morning described that security threat in and around Hamid Karzai International Airport as still incredibly real at the moment. Now, just under 20, 24 hours to go before that full drawdown of US troops is complete. Still, uh, those evacuation flights have been burning throughout the night. 1,200 evacuees in the past day. All up, nearly 12,000 have now been pulled out of the country by the United States. And this as intelligence officials confirm their latest drone strike on suspected suicide bombers did take out a number of civilians, including children. That is now uh, being investigated. The situation in these dying minutes and hours still incredibly dangerous.
3: We are in a particularly dangerous time now, Megan. Uh, it, not that it hasn't always been dangerous, but it is particularly dangerous now. And we're just not going to detail every aspect of our force protection measures in public while we still have uh, troops in harm's way and we're still trying to get uh, the people out of Afghanistan.
0: Still, President Joe Biden is under immense fire from his political opponents, though, for the chaotic nature of this drawdown. Republicans now say the Taliban, in control of high-tech US military, has more Black Hawk helicopters than Australia, claiming the resurgent terror group is posing a long-term security threat now, like never before. Jody,
2: Very concerning. OK, thanks, David. In sport, Australia added three more gold medals to the tally at the Tokyo Paralympics overnight. Our men's 4x100m freestyle relay team smashed the world record on their way to Australia's fifth gold in the pool. After a 37-year drought, Australia won two table tennis golds within an hour. Lei Li Na beat the Chinese world number one in the Class 9 final, while Qian Yang won gold in the Class 10. Mikhail Burian broke the javelin world record on his way to a silver medal. Toby Green's case at the AFL Tribunal will be held this morning as the giant star tries to avoid a ban for intentional coming into contact with an umpire. If guilty, Green will miss the semi-final clash with Geelong on Friday. And Collingwood is set to appoint Hawthorne assistant Craig McRae as coach to replace Nathan Buckley. The triple premiership Lion is expected to bring in former Brisbane coach Justin Lepich as his right-hand man. (coughs) The NRL has hit the Roosters with $40,000 in fines stemming from last week's fiery clash with the Rabbitohs. Coach Trent Robinson faces a $30,000 penalty for slamming the way the bunker handled the high tackle from Latrell Mitchell that broke Joey Manu's cheekbone. There's also a $10,000 fine for alleged abuse of match officials from Roosters staffers during the game. 322-game veteran Josh Morris has confirmed he'll follow twin brother Brett into retirement after this season.
4: I've been able to play in some of the biggest games and
2: um, you know, form some of the best friendships that I'll have for life. Morris is the fourth Roosters veteran to retire this season. With international travel off the cards for most of us right now, a New Zealand fur seal has made the trip down under, surfacing at Manly on Sydney's northern beaches. The new arrival is proving to be a welcome distraction for the lockdown, for locals during lockdown. And he seems to be enjoying his holiday, making the most of the good feeding area. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a trough fed with onshore winds will trigger showers and storms in northeast Queensland. Troughs in the south will generate a few showers in southwestern WA, southwestern Victoria and Tasmania. Around the capitals, mostly sunny in Brisbane heading for a top of 27 degrees, sunny and 23 in Sydney, morning fog and frost in Canberra heading for 18, partly cloudy 21 in Melbourne, showers developing and windy in Hobart a top of 19. Mostly sunny 21 in Adelaide, a shower or two 21 as well in Perth and sunny and 34 degrees in Darwin. And that's seven early news for this Tuesday the 31st of August.